welcome to pull up a chair and let's talk care. This is the bit where I was going to talk about the gossip from the sluice room or the chatter from the sluice room or even just the rant from the sluice room. This is the bit where it's a bit of everything. So firstly, people know what a sluice room is, don't they? That's where you dispose of the shit, the sick. You get rid of the crap. It's where you just get rid of all that rubbish. And I suppose, maybe, it's where we dispose of the myths. Maybe we get rid of that crap that builds up in us. Maybe that's why it's gonna be the talk from the sluice room, the chatter. And also, it's where we sometimes find out the best bits of information. So, this is the first episode from the sluice room. So first of all, on a serious note, there's lots going on in care at the moment. Some of it is causing us so much distress and worry. Certainly if you are a manager or owner of a care home at the moment or a nursing home, because you are having to get your staff vaccinated. And that's causing lots of people distress, anxiety, worry, because you've got a deadline, haven't you? You've got a deadline to get your staff vaccinated or potentially you may have to dismiss some of your staff members that may have worked with you for many years and that aren't bad carers or bad nurses or bad workers but because they're refusing to have the vaccine they won't be able to work in care anymore unless you can find them another role that means they don't need to be hands-on within the care the care of the people that they support it's difficult We've got, you had 16 weeks grace to get this sorted. But the problem is, it's not so much whether you agree to the vaccine or not, it's that we already have an issue of staffing within social care. And then we have this on top of that. The government never sorted out our issue with staffing in social care. And then we've got this 16 weeks to get people vaccinated and regardless of where you sit on that fence regarding vaccination after that 16 weeks you could potentially lose a block of staff members a lot which means potentially you can't fulfill the care that is required within your company. Which is massively worrying. If you want to believe the stories that are are out there at the moment, if you want to read them of the worry that is going on in some companies to the fact that people are being offered cards, are being offered incentives to take the vaccine, are maybe being strong-armed, threatened, you know, the fear of the loss of the beloved job to make them take the vaccine. 
then I can understand where people are feeling stressed, worried. People that have always been anti-vaxxers, so have fundamentally been anti-vaxxers, so never had vaccines in their life, I understand to a degree that wouldn't want this vaccine. For others who've always had vaccines, and I, I'm not so sure I I understand um, if you've always had vaccines, why wouldn't want this one? I, I, I don't get it. I'm certainly a believer in that everybody should be vaccinated if you work in social care. That's my belief and I stand by that. And I think if you are providing support for vulnerable people, you should protect people that are vulnerable, without a doubt. Just like wearing masks, just work like wearing PPE. Um, but I understand the right to choose to a degree. But then I also believe the people you support have a right to choose who to care for them, ultimately. I don't believe everybody who's choosing not to have the vaccine is selfish either. I believe there's fear with some people. I believe some people have been given wrong information, have not been receiving the correct information and have listened to the scaremongering that is out there. I believe people just don't understand fully the need for a vaccine and that it's not that it stops you from getting the COVID virus but it may stop you from dying from COVID and surely that is worth it. Now I'm not here to really try and persuade you to have the COVID vaccine, what I'm here to say is that the fact that it is very difficult at the moment within the social care industry staffing wise and I can imagine many of you that are stood in a care home at the moment struggling with staff already on a general level and then also got this deadline to get their staff vaccinated and thinking well what's going to happen when this 16 weeks is up, when I have to then potentially give staff notice of their loss of their job. Now I realise, I realise this, that actually those staff could go and work in home care, supported living, that isn't residential care, outreach services, which, which ultimately need staff, because actually the whole of social care has a problem with staffing, a national shortage, due to Brexit, can I just add as well. So in some sense, it's not there will be limited choices for those staff that lose their job. There will be an abundance of jobs. However, it is definitely different working in the home care than it is working in a care home. It's not just as easy as there are transferable skills but they are different so 
So it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult for those people that are going to find themselves where they definitely choose not to have the vaccine. Also, are we going to be seeing the health minister decide that all social care staff are gonna end up having to have the vaccine? I mean, at the moment, if you work in domiciliary care, you don't have to have the vaccine. I just saw an article this morning to say that um, uh, the health secretary um, is looking at all NHS staff potentially needing to have the vaccine. Had you thought they had to? I was surprised that actually it wasn't compulsory, but it is there's an article that's saying he's looking into it so again another change so it, it's understanding that isn't it there's lots to think about there is lots to think about um i don't know I don't know what, what you all think about it. I don't know what you all think about the vaccines and what you all think about having making them compulsory in social care. The thing is, the vaccines are shown to improve the, your likelihood of dying from this illness. Let's be honest, this virus. For me, that's worth having the vaccine. If it means that my mother, who has COPD, is less likely to die from the virus, I would encourage her to have the vaccine. If it is less likely to transmit to the virus, I will have the vaccine. So that's what we need to get across and get people to understand. It's not 100%, nothing's 100% in this life. Let's be honest. But where we can reduce the risk, surely we should do something about it. My main issue at the moment is, and it is something that frustrates me, is that we have people that are making decisions about social care that actually have no clue about bloody social care, really. We have people that are making decisions that really don't understand the intricacies of social care. That pisses me off a little bit. They don't get it. They don't get that it's not as easy as employing somebody without the right, you know, they need to have the right skills, the right attitude, the right personality. It's not as easy as, like, getting somebody oh why not just change your career like this which is one thing that people he was saying wasn't it oh become a carer it's so easy it's not so easy it's not sitting and having a cup of tea with somebody the amount of people that have come to my training that have decided to change careers and they sit and as we go along with the induction training there's a realization oh you have to do that yes but i thought it was just sitting and having cups of teas and having activities no you have to assist people to the toilet 
you have to assist people to have a wash. And the shock when they realise that even if you are a qualified nurse or whatever, you still provide hands-on support. I had one person once say to me, I don't do hands-on anymore. I'm a qualified nurse. I looked at him and I went, pardon? Oh no, I don't do that anymore. And I, and I just looked and I just thought, you believe you're above that? And I just thought, these are the people that we are employing that don't understand that you do what is required on that day for that person. That's what cares about. Cares about what that person needs at that point in time. It's not about your qualification. It's not about what you think somebody requires. It's that, and this is the key thing about care. So when your government doesn't quite get it, then it's very difficult when they're making the decisions. We talk about PPE, don't we? And about the use of masks. And I go to places and sometimes those people moan about having to wear masks. And it absolutely makes my blood boil. My point is, anything that you can do to reduce the risk of transmission, you should be bloody doing. In my opinion. Wear your masks and wear them properly. Wash your hands and wash them properly. In care, PPE has already be, always been there. The problem is, people have been hit and miss with PPE for many years before this. And so we used to have outbreaks of norovirus, of flu, of general diarrhea and sickness because some companies, some, had poor infection control. Since COVID has been around and PPE has been at the forefront of everybody's mind and people have been having to wear it more often and more adequately, there has been less norovirus, there has been less outbreaks of flu. that shows that actually the use of PPE works, in my opinion. So get your bloody masks on, wear them properly and wash your hands. Stop moaning about it. I realise it is difficult for some people to communicate, but communication isn't just about verbal communication. It's so much more. Utilise the tools you have to hand and adapt and change. But what frustrates me more is when there are public health workers and the government are making the changes to these, to these rules constantly. They, they are actually updating them all the time, normally at 5pm on a Friday. And then I sit and watch, because I'm a little bit silent in the room, I sit and watch um, 
parliament sometimes. And I sit there, sat there the other day watching it, and there's the whole front row of the government, none of them wearing masks. Not one. Not one. Now I know they don't have to, and before anybody shouts, I know you don't have to, it's choice. But my point is, surely, in a group that has sat together, surely, and this group that already had COVID twice, they should be really setting an example. The other side of Parliament, the shadow ministers, the other side, we're all wearing masks. Interesting. It was just, I was just thinking, and I'm, and, and I'm not, and I, and it, it, it just frustrated me. They are making the decisions. They're the ones saying wear masks, and, and yet they're sat there, no masks. Honestly, it was, I, I, and I know I have somebody that watches a news report think, well, wear the masks. And I know it's a choice, I know it's a choice. But do you know what? If it reduces it a little bit, surely that's worth it. Surely. And, and that's all I think about now, is just reducing it, the reduction of the amount of virus that's in the air. So I know there'll be some people that say, but it is a choice, I don't have to wear a mask. And you're absolutely right, you don't. But I think about those people that are quite vulnerable, the people with autoimmune diseases, where they don't have a lot of choice, really. Um, and so where I can protect them, I will. And so that's, you know, wearing a mask in, a group, in, in an area. So I still wear my mask going to the shops. When I go into a um, care home, residential home, go to a meeting, I will wear masks. It will be something I do for as long as I can, or as long as I feel is warranted. Because for me, I feel it's about protecting others. And surely that's something that's worth doing. it's a choice I do know it's a choice and, I, and, I, and I'm not and I'm not here to preach at people because I, I, I realize it's a choice and I would never expect anybody to you know um, listen to what I say and follow what I say I really wouldn't you know because you were given a choice and you're doing exactly what the government said you know, um, doing the right thing for you. And that's all we can expect of people. And I, and I don't, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. Of course not. But I just think about others. That's what I do. And, and, and I think if it means that when my mum goes into the shop that five people are wearing masks, that's five times less amount of virus in the air. And it means she might not get COVID. And because she has COPD, 
if she did get COVID, even though she's had the vaccine, she is more likely to become very seriously ill and it could potentially need a ventilator. And I'd prefer to have my mum around a lot longer. That, that's how I see it. And that's the, and it might sound selfish, but it, it's about thinking about it, why I wear a mask. I don't know if I have COVID. So I don't know if I'm spreading the disease to people that are vulnerable. I don't know if the person I am near has a child who's battling cancer or cares for an elderly mother. I don't know that. And also, I actually want my community to thrive. I actually want businesses to stay open and employees to stay healthy. I'd like to help keep it on COVID. That's what I'd like to do. So that's why I wear my mask. That's why we should wear our masks. To try and to reduce it. And even if we reduce it a little bit, it means that we keep things open. And that's the same as why I've taken the vaccine, in some sense. Not that I know it won't, you know, because hopefully it means that I won't get COVID or if I do, I won't become seriously ill so that I won't need a hospital bed, which means that people who've got other illnesses will get a hospital bed. And that, and that's what we should be thinking about. So when you're stood in your sluice room chatting today, about whether to have that vaccine. Think about the bigger picture. Don't think about just the here and now. Think about what that vaccine might mean to people getting other treatments. Think about if you get COVID, it's not about just COVID, it's about what COVID impacts on. It, it's about that if you take a hospital bed up, that you might be stopping somebody having a cancer treatment or a knee replacement or you might be passing on COVID without even knowing it because people are asymptomatic and you could have passed it on to somebody who couldn't have the vaccine due to another condition or due to being allergic to couldn't have the vaccine and that person dies. So when you're stood in your sluice room at work today, don't be cruel to anybody with their choices. They will be going through turmoil because they might not understand the full picture. They might have all these conflicting views and people telling them they're wrong. It's quite difficult to listen to constantly, but also people sometimes will be digging their heels in because they are sick of being told what to do. And I can understand that a little bit. We all do that a little bit, don't we? 
especially when it's a government are telling us from their ivory tower what to do, that will be a little bit to do with it. Try and take that out of it. Try and take that out of it. Think about your colleagues and your the people you're supporting. Forget about that it's the government telling you what to do, please. Take the government out of it. That's what, what I would suggest. Think about your family, your wider community, and the people you support. That's what I would think about. Forget about the government where you can. For managers, I know it's a headache. I know it must be so difficult for you at the moment. But speak to your employers. Do not be doing this on your own. Make those employers help you with this. Make the HR team support you with this. If you don't have an HR team, make sure the person that employs you is not leaving you to it. Make sure you are getting the support that you need. Make sure nobody's sat in the corner and whispering and talking about the ones that don't want the vaccine. It's not a time to belittle people, make them feel bad. Because mental health wise, people will be struggling. So they still need support. Also the fear of the loss of job, come on people, let's look after them. And also if people are really, really anti-vaxxers, they've always been anti-vaxxers, look within your company, where else can they do something? Do you need to let them go? Is there some other jobs that they can do? Do we need to sack people? Do we need to let them go? Look bigger picture, look further. Let's utilise it, let's, you know, I know that there's lots of people that are trying to get um, Helen Waitley and the Health Secretary to talk to them, but they, they're not openly ready to talk to people properly. But then they never are, let's be honest. Um, it, it's difficult, but remember, follow the regulations, everybody. Make sure you've got all the information you need, read the regulations. I know it's not ideal, it's hard, um, I don't have the answers but what I do know is you need to talk, you need to be open and honest, you need to make sure that you're giving all the factual information you can to people. There is no point in shouting at people, in dictating to people, they need everything in a gentle way. People are actually genuinely worried. Some people will be just sticking their heels in, of course there will be, but it still doesn't mean you can harangue them and threaten them. And I know it feels like that at the moment, okay? Um, I also know that the worry of staffing levels, I know there's a worry of staffing levels. Um, I hope somewhere along the line there will be an extension because I worry that in November we are going to have a massive staffing issue. Um, I hope there has been some thought and some information to support staff regarding what happens when the deadline comes around. Um, and I just hope you've got support from the companies that employ you 
to get through this next few months. Look after each other. Um, know that everyone hopes to do the best they can in care. And you can only do what you can with the information you've got. I'm thinking of you all. Um, just remember, if you are chatting in that sluice room, keep the volume down. Get rid of it all. Um, flush it away <laughs> if you're having a splurge of just getting it out. Get rid of it and don't take it back onto the floor. <laughs> Let's not worry the people we support. Remember, they don't need to feel our stress. They need to know that they've got the care and support. Look after each other. Remember, you've got to work together and be there for each other. And where possible, if you can, have your vaccine. If you're still not sure, speak to people. Speak to your local GP. Talk to your health board. And just look at all the information and take care of you. Thank you for listening to Pull Up A Chair and Let's Talk Care.